another episode of fill your soul podcast my name's Paige and I'm Shan and today we have a very special guest last year Paige and I went to Greece and we met Sarah and Sarah is one of our favorite people we've met and we all think everyone needs to be a little bit like Sarah so we decided to have her onto the podcast so everyone could officially meet her hi guys it's so exciting to speak with you again and connect Yes, we're um, so excited, Sarah, to have you on, and we've met a lot of people in our travels, and you are by far the person that we tell the most people about, so we're really excited to have you on today to share a little bit about why you started traveling and your journey now, and yeah, I, I remember meeting you in Greece, and your story has really stuck with us, so we could start by like how we met and what inspired you to start traveling. So I guess I always have loved going on holidays like everyone else. And, you know, when you have to write bios and you're like, what are my hobbies? And you say, I like traveling. And I kind of felt like, you know, everyone loves traveling. But I think over time, I've probably I think I like traveling a little bit more than the regular. So, yeah, I think it was when I was 23 in 2018, I moved to London I actually had a pretty bad breakup and I kind of thought there was nothing to lose so I moved to London I lived over there for about a year and then I actually moved back to Sydney and I'll get to the part when I actually met you guys and that was last year in Greece when I was on a four-month trip around Europe it was actually meant to be it was three months but it extended into four and I will say like when I met you guys in Greece you guys really inspired me probably as much as I inspired you because I think you kind of helped me down the trajectory of being a digital nomad and working remotely and you know thanks to you guys I've been able to make it a bit more possible. I love it and I remember something really special about Sarah is the purpose behind her travel. I know you mentioned that you love going on holiday and a bit more than an average person, but I know your story goes deeper than that. So if you could share about what happened in your journey in London and why you're still traveling today. Sure. So yeah, my story is a bit of a wild ride. When I moved to London, yeah, I was traveling a lot on the weekends and doing a trip like one of the reasons we go to London as an Australian is like it's really good for like work experience but also for like traveling because it's so accessible to Europe so yeah I was traveling a lot and you know as people do they go to concerts and like to experience life to the full as I always have so I actually had a pretty big accident in 2019 and I was at a concert um, and I fell off my boyfriend at the time's shoulders and I actually became paralyzed from the neck down obviously that's like one of the biggest injuries or worst injuries you can have and I was actually yeah paralyzed from the neck down straight away which was a huge turning point in my life and obviously it was really scary at the time I was in hospital for three and a half months and I really the the biggest thing is like you know you have no idea what your future holds so I was told I'd never walk again. Obviously, that was like 
super hard to hear, but I didn't really believe them. And, you know, I think it's just such a hard thing to hear that you can't comprehend that kind of statement or being told again and again and with the look of the nurses and doctors looks on their face. So yeah, I was in hospital for three and a half months and I started to slowly recover. I have a spinal cord injury and my diagnosis is C3 incomplete quadriplegia. So yeah, it's a really long recovery and I moved back home after my hospital stay and continued doing all my rehabilitation in Sydney. And that was actually at the same time as COVID. So things are super different at home, but it did allow me to focus on my recovery. And I guess over that time, you know, you just really don't know what life will look like with friendships, with work, family, what you're going to, yeah, your income, totally like everything in your life is completely changed. And I always had that bug for travel. And I always, I think at that point I was laying in hospital paralyzed and I was just so sad that my ability to travel would be so much different. Like, you know, I wouldn't be able to have the same experiences as I used to. And I'd just been on a two-week trip, one week in France and one week in Croatia. And I was like, I've just got to hold on to that moment because that is the last bit of, you know, normal travel. And, you know, because life would be different now. I spent all of COVID and the pandemic rehabilitating. And then at one point, once I felt I was able enough, we were coming out of the pandemic and that was May last year. And I was like, you know, I want to get my independence back and I want to prove that I can travel again and be independent enough to, you know, get around by myself. Like I definitely still have issues and, you know, hurdles I have to jump over, but yeah. And then I went on a three month trip to kind of prove myself wrong and prove everyone wrong that I can do it. And I'm able enough and, you know, I can get my life back. And also one thing was I really wanted to meet my surgeon again and show him I was on my two feet by myself. Yeah, that is so incredible. I remember when you shared that and we were all in awe because we actually met Sarah at a yoga class and the instructor went around and was like, anyone have any pain? And you were just like, I just have a little bit of back pain. And then we sat and had breakfast and you told us our story and we were in absolute awe. But a lot of the times too, I've seen on your Instagram of you reposting people who have also become paralyzed and kind of been a support for them. So when people reach out to you, what do you tell them? Yeah, the spinal cord injury community is really small. And when I, the first thing I did when I was in hospital and I was able enough to use my phone and I was just like, who is like me? I want to be able to connect. Like no one around you can connect to you whether they've had any kind of injury, spinal cord injury is so different because it affects every body part, everything in your body. And yeah, literally all your functions stop working. So not even the doctors could relate. So I think it's really important to, you know, help people who are going through the same thing because, you know, they just want to be able to relate and ask you questions. And yeah, it's, it's a lonely place at the beginning. So that's really important. But it's also really important to share with your community how well or like, you know, what people with spinal cord injury are going through because one, it is really tough, but at the same time, there's so many people like, you know, breaking boundaries and doing things and like exceeding expectations of what an able-bodied person may think of that because people with disability can do so much more than you may expect. And so it's just breaking down that stigma as well. 
Yeah, that's so true. And one of my favorite parts about you is just your positivity and resilience and the confidence that you like exude every person you meet and through your travels. And you mentioned to like the need to be positive during such a traumatic experience. And that's a big part of your healing journey. So how would you say that's kind of shaped like the psychological piece of healing and what like being optimistic really helped you with through your journey? For sure. I think being positive is obviously so important because like your brain is connected to your whole body. So if you were thinking in my position, you know, it's, it's such a hard position to be in, but if you're depressed, you're not probably going to do much or activate your body. So it's a really, really hard thing to go through. And I remember pretty big turning point I think it was day four I was lying in bed and I was having all these visitors and friends come and see me and they'd walk in the door and they'd have complete shock on their face sadness like it was almost like you know I died and they're looking at me which is not a very nice thing to see and for me I'm like I'm still me and my body like I'm still here it's just my body's not responding like you know I'm still me and so it got to a point where I was just like I don't want anyone to come in here if they're going to be sad or depressing. Like I need to be positive to get better. So I'd text or like message friends and say, you know, bring your best jokes. And, you know, I just wanted it to be a positive environment so that it would like encourage me to get better and send the signals down my body to move my toe or move my leg. And yeah, so I think being surrounded by friends and making it a fun experience fun in inverted commas but yeah just bringing as much positivity into that situation really really helped me recover and I yeah I got names in in rehabilitation I was called Skippy one because I was Australian but because of my energy I was always you know bouncing down the hallways as much as I could and trying to be positive one it's just part of me but also like I think having a optimistic mind can really get you through some tough situations if you've got the choice to be sad or be happy like choose happy because you're obviously going to get a a better outcome out of that yeah 100% and the people you surround yourself with make a big difference and you want people to treat you as Sarah of course but have you realized that shift in your priorities and relationships since your accident yeah definitely I think I wrote in my journal like health and happiness is like the number one priority in life and your relationships around you because you know if you're like for me when I'm sad like I'm a massive sharer and all my friends will know something's going on because for me I'm like if I've got a problem if I'm sharing the problem with someone then it's a problem halved and it really helps me um you know move through that with other people and I think you know when you go through traumatic experiences you can you can really see people's intentions but also like see who's really there for you who are good eggs and you know who's going to support you and it just makes your friendship stronger or it can break them apart so I learned that pretty quickly Uh, in terms of my priorities health and happiness like you know you have to have a good mind and like going out into the sunshine and being able to like be grateful for the sun on your skin or being able to use your legs to go on a walk and just like the little things in life so I think it's really changed me in the sense that I don't really worry about the small things in life or, you know, if someone's late or like 
those kind of things where people say, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, don't worry. It's all good. We've got time. Like, you know, dropping the small things and being grateful for, yeah, the little things in life. Amazing. And that's something I think we think about a lot too, and that you've taught us of just like the priority shift or reflecting on like those little moments that you really take for granted until you've experienced it or until you have had a glimpse into someone's life who it's really affected. And for anyone listening as well, like Sarah posts the most beautiful videos, like really capturing her experience as well. And that's something that she highlights really well on her travel photos and stuff like that. And I know too, Sarah, that you are traveling and working for yourself and doing photography. So if you could share a bit about your process, like going into photography after everything that happened and how you've kind of woven it into your lifestyle now. Definitely. So I used to be um, a full-time girly working in London, but since my accident, that kind of role wasn't available to me because it it was a full-time role. So getting back into the workforce was filled with anxiety, but like just trying to figure out what am I doing with my life? Because that's not an option anymore. And you start looking around and, you know, when you have an injury or disability, sometimes you can you know all right so like if I'm a waitress okay how am I going to carry the plates you know hold with my hands um because I've got impairments now how am I going to do you know and I started going through this list and it kept being no 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 and so you're kind of getting to a point where you've got lots of barriers and doors closed and my hands kind of got to a stage where you know they're not fully functioning but one of my passions and I used to work a little bit in photography, you know, that became, you know, I could use it, but I'm not going to be, I'm not able-bodied, so I can't use the camera like I used to be able to. But I was kind of saying, well, I've said I can't do anything else. Like I've shut the doors on everything. So if I can kind of do it, then just why not give it a go? Otherwise you're just going to have lots of no's in your life, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I kind of had that shift where I was just like, I need to make it happen. Like, I'm never going to have fully functioning hands, so why wait? So, yeah, I started getting back into photography just out of, like, pure enjoyment and in terms of I'm also a graphic designer as well. So, again, like, using my hands, like, I chose two bad careers for my injury. But they're always, like, when you go through something like this, you have a lot of um, resilience and adaptability and you realise you can adapt to any situation um so yeah I do graphic design and photography and yeah how I met you guys in Greece I was doing a photography residency for Selena as you mentioned on like the different podcasts mm-hmm. and yeah so pretty much exchanging photography for accommodation which was a super great way to travel and also work remotely since then and since like my travels, I've been able to do work on graphic design and branding and marketing for different clients and then doing photography as well, um, whether that's like a collaboration or whether I'm, you know, I did a, a photography shoot in Bali, which was super cool. So, so cool. yeah, it's being being able to be resourceful and not just look at like don't stay in the square box, like kind of think outside the box and yeah, how can you do things differently? Yeah. I think it's so great because a lot of people listening are trying to find like their passions and what really fills their soul and what they want to like work towards or whether that's travel. And 
people think they have roadblocks or they can't do things, but your story just goes above and beyond of like, you have been able to create this life for yourself, even after everything you've gone through. So I think everyone listening will be super inspired by your ability to find and create this like photography and graphic design business for yourself too. Oh, thank you. And I think also with my content, I'm posting a lot of travel photos, but I just want people to get out and live their life because obviously you don't know what's around the corner. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So my perspective is just to say yes to opportunities and live your life now. Yeah. And just live your best life. Yeah. I guess in Australia, like remote work isn't as popular as it is in Europe. I think I get a lot of friends who say I can't do that because of work and stuff and I'm like why not like you know what's your role like how can you do this remotely travel you have all these rules in place on you know why you can't do particular things or why you can't travel but like you don't have to be stuck in a job that like nine to five that you don't like yeah explore your passions and you've got your whole life ahead of you but you also might not so live it now you know yeah No, that's such a great point. And honestly, I feel like you've made so many opportunities for yourself as well and like kind of made your life exactly how you wanted to and took opportunities to travel. So then you can live your life to the fullest as you can. And back to you guys, like meeting you, I think I always, 10 years ago, you'd see all these like work remotely, like all these ads pop up and I never really, I thought it was a scam. And then when I met you guys, I'm like, you guys do this full time? What? Like, because I was doing the photography side already, but meeting you have, has been able to like push me into doing it like more regularly. Like I'm definitely not full-time, but I probably spend six months abroad at the moment and that's a decent chunk. So, and I thank you guys for inspiring me. Yes, of course. And I think the more people you meet doing similar work, I feel like the easier it gets because you are all inspiring each other in different ways and you can make a certain type of work remote, especially if you are doing photography and freelance. I think it's a really great opportunity for anyone listening that it is possible. And even through really difficult hardships, like Sarah's been able to create that for herself. So I know we, me and Shan both associate like live your life with you now because the weeks when we were together, that's something that you always said. But all of our guests we have on, we ask their favorite quote. So do you have one that comes to mind or a mantra that you kind of live by? I do. I found this while I was paralyzed in hospital bed. It's by JK Rowling. And it's anything's possible if you've got enough nerve. And I really loved that quote because at that point, I didn't have enough nerve in terms of my nervous system. I couldn't even get the nerve down to my toe. So it kind of inspires me and I send it to everyone who has a spinal cord injury is like, do everything you can, like, and that will be enough kind of thing. So anything is possible if you've got enough nerves. So physically for my spinal cord injury, girls and guys, but also in terms of what you want to do in life, just go for it. Oh, that's beautiful. I I have chills. So I think a lot of people are probably be left inspired. Maybe want to talk to you about photography, travel, your story. What is the best way people can get in touch with you? I have my personal Instagram account, which is Sarah J Wise on Instagram. So definitely reach out there. Amazing. And we'll link that out in the episode description. And I highly recommend everyone goes to check out Sarah's journey and Sarah's reels and everything she's sharing because she is 
such an inspiration and you can learn a lot from this episode and also all of her video content that she posts on Instagram as well. And Sarah, thank you so much for sharing your story today. I know it's can be a super like vulnerable topic, but I know that everyone listening will take away so much from it as we did. So we're really happy that our listeners can experience this episode. And yeah, we're going to have to see you sometime soon in our travels. We're going to have to overlap paths again. hundred percent. Thank you so much for having me on and inspiring me in my journey. And I will definitely see you somewhere in the world soon. Yes. Thanks everyone. See you next week.